case, if you guys cross train with each other and that's it, you guys just help each other prepare, you know, I think you have to fight. You know, I, I, I truly do. Like there's there's some guys I've trained with in the past. If I got offered to fight them right now, I would say yes. Right away. Welcome to Champions Battlefield, the show where we meet with champions and discuss their stories of overcoming adversity. I'm Trevor Carroll. With me is my broadcast partner, Jamak Galshani. In studio today, we have former BFL Pro Bantamweight champion, Jamie Siraj, who's going to tell us a little bit more about his story. Hey, Jamie. How's it going, Jamie? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing good, man. How's training going? Training's going amazing, man. You're over at TriStar with... Uh, with um the new location they have, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm training at uh, TriStar Vancouver with uh, Cajun Johnson, and I'm still at my home base at uh, Revolution Fight Team with you know Jeremy Kennedy, Bibiano Fernandez, and those guys too. So you so. spend time at both gyms now? Yeah, nice. yeah. I'm I'm at both gyms every day. So you yeah. are you training for a particular fight coming up? Um, tentatively, there there's some in the works for October, okay. but I mean. Nothing's ever official to yeah, the yeah, cage, yeah. right? So you're always training, right? I'll, always training, always nice. helping the guys. Cajun's getting ready for his fight in UFC. Well, oh, that's uh, right. He's got in Edmonton, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, I'm gonna be going down helping him uh, corner him for that fight. Yeah, and, I was uh, looking at uh, I think it was an Instagram picture or something. He looks shredded. He looks oh like yeah, he's ready he, to go. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's in shape for this. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's gonna be a good performance. Exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really. Are you going down him. with him or? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be in his corner for this oh, nice. fight. So yeah, nice. Awesome. Who else is there with you in his corner? Uh, it's going to be me and Bill Mahood. Oh, wow. Yes, yeah, the three generations. That is awesome, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a cool cow. corner. You're yeah. looking forward to that, eh? Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm more just excited for him to finally yeah. uh, get back in there. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah, he's just cursed with bad luck with injuries and stuff. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it's like a band aid. We got to keep him healthy. <laughs> awesome, man. Let's, let's learn about you. Where, tell me a little bit about where you were born, if you were born in Canada, where you grew up. Just let's just start early and yeah. dive in. Yeah, I was born and raised in Chilliwack, British Columbia. Okay, and then I lived there till I was uh, eighteen. Nice. And then brothers, sisters. Yeah, a lot. A lot. <laughs> yeah, a lot. So. Parents been busy. Huh? Yeah, yeah, a lot of cold winters. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have an older sister, Sarah. She's uh, twenty-four. Okay. And then I have two half sisters. Uh, Riley and Morgan. So Riley's eleven, Morgan's okay. nine. And wow, you got a nine-year-old sister. Yeah, yeah, they're they're amazing. That's they're such awesome. good kids. And then I have a little brother, um, who's same mom, different dad. Okay. So yeah, how old is the brother? Uh he's seven now. Oh, really? He, young. Yeah, yeah. Holy smokes! You know older brothers to beat on you, huh? No, no, <laughs> no exactly. I had to toughen him up. <laughs> <laughs> what about with your sister? Did you guys used to fight and? Yeah, <laughs> more arguing. I would just kind of yeah. let them hit me, and yeah, you know, yeah, it must be different. It's a different dynamic. Yeah, 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 a lot of sisters. A lot of times, I'm pissed off trying to get in the bathroom <laughs> in the morning, but yeah. competing yeah. for that. Space. Yeah, yeah exactly. Crazy, man. Well, uh, were you into sports when you were young, like in in school? Yeah, well, I competed as uh, I well, I competed in taekwondo. Okay. Um, I started doing that when I was about seven years old. Seven years old, man. Yeah. Was it your parents that put you in? Or was it you? You? It, it was my mom. Okay. It, it was my mom. She put me in. Um, I really liked it, but uh, I didn't 
quite find like the love for it like yeah. I did when I eventually. Do you know if she it. put you in? Was there a, like what was her motivation? Was he was she trying to protect you? Was it a you know school bullying thing? What was the deal? Because I find with a lot of parents, it's you know they don't just sign up their kids for martial arts. There's always some sort of a motivation behind it, right? Because typical parents will put you into soccer and football and rugby and you know something like that. Not. <laughs> yeah yeah right. exactly <laughs> yeah no i uh, i think i think she just maybe it was like the discipline aspect of yeah, it right nice. just uh just incorporating like a lot of good values in me at a young age yeah. and uh, yeah she was really on top of that too and she my mom she was a troublemaker growing up too so oh, she yeah. she never would let me be that person who gets bullied or get punked okay, around. Okay, okay. So, so yeah, she, she, she was the protective <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she wanted like, to toughen me up really. Yeah. So she's like, you can do combat sports. Nice, nice. How long did you do Taekwondo for? I did it for four years. Oh, and, wow. And then, uh, yeah, just... So it was, you said you, you were competing. What was that, that feeling of competition? Did you enjoy that? Uh, yeah, I did. It it made me so nervous especially at that age because yeah. i was always the the smaller kid oh, too, I bet, yeah. right i was a i was a really small kid i didn't start growing until i was about 18 19 so <laughs> <laughs> i was a little shit and then uh i was always competing against people that were twice my size Bigger than you, yeah. yeah and uh yeah I, I did good i won i won gold at two tournaments nice. and then i took uh i took a silver at another so yeah oh, so you had well. you had that toughness in your even even as a young young kid right? yeah, yeah yeah try to try to not get punked around <laughs> <laughs> grew up in chillock as well knucklehead so <laughs> so you're doing taekwondo and then and then tell me the story of how you got into mma um it was i really just found when i was about 13 14 i needed yeah. a healthy release in my life yeah and uh I just happened to stumble upon like a ufc fight that was happening on the tv and i nice. i never watched ufc or anything like that was it the ultimate fighter show no, or was, was it a, just pure ufc it, it was a ufc yeah. it was paul taylor versus paul kelly oh. and you see these guys they're just beating just, the yeah. shit out of each other and they're just covered in blood and they're like in the middle of the fight they're like high-fiving each other and saying what's this right it's like because fighting to me was always just that release of anger yeah and then to see it being shown in a respectful way it actually was really different intrigued. Huh? it was it intrigued me so yeah. Um, I went for like a bike ride, try to find the closest MMA gym to me. I found yeah. Revolution in uh, Chilliwack, okay. Revolution Martial Arts in Chilliwack. And then uh, I met, that's where I met Cajun Johnson and Darwin Douglas. And they really kind of helped. Cajun must career. have been really young back then. Right? Yeah, he was around. Uh, so back then it was he was probably around 24 yeah 24 yeah so kind of like your age now right yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah he was uh he, i remember back then he was fighting in the mfc so yeah, yeah those early were, days yeah, yeah early days yeah so you went in you just signed up and you said i want to do this or yeah pretty much from day one um i did one occasion's mma class mm-hmm. got the living shit beat out of me and so you had some, you had a little bit of stand up. Obviously, you could yeah. kick, right? Yeah. At least, and then, and then, so you when you when you went in, you went full blown MMA. It was, you know, wrestling, jujitsu, yeah. the whole works, right? Yeah. Right away, I just I jumped jumped into it, um, just pretty much from day one, put all my energy into it, and then at the end of the class, I like started learning more and more about the UFC. Then I started watching pride mm-hmm. and he started getting, you know, introduced to the guys like Fedor, the Nogueras yeah. and stuff like that. And I, I was just like fascinated by it. And I just became 
like hyper obsessed nice. about training and then I remember when I was 14, I, I told my parents, I was like, I'm going to become a professional fighter. This is it for me. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've just been on it ever since. So, so you, just a few minutes ago, you said you were looking for a positive outlet. And that's, that's just so happened that the UFC, watching the UFC showed up at the same time in your life. And you went, you went for that bike ride and you, you know, you found the gym. But tell me a little bit about that. What was it? Was there a rough patch that you were going through? What was going on in your life at that point in time? Yeah, uh, there's definitely some adversities I had to go through at a young age. I mean, it started off with everything so smooth, and then it went really bumpy and really to shit. My mom, uh, you know, she's doing a lot better in life now, Mm -hmm. and I'm I'm very proud of her for it. But, you know, she was getting uh, addicted to drugs and alcohol. Um, This is when did you first realize something was was going on with your mom? When I was about 11, Wow. When okay. I was about 11, I just, I could see uh, a drastic change in, uh, in, in, in her attitude, in, in her the... attitude and just life and the energy around our house, really ener- energy sensitive from a, from a young age. And do you now know if she was going through a rough patch herself and she just turned to alcohol and drugs for, as a solution or, you, you know, I, I don't think she's ever, I don't think she ever had an easy life growing up, too. Mm. So I think there's always everyone fights their own demons, right? Exactly, and everyone's yeah, yeah. gonna fight their own demons in a certain way. So yeah. um, with her, she she went down the wrong path. Um, you know, there was a lot a lot of violence around our house. There mm. was a lot of drugs. There was a lot of alcohol. Um, sh- strangers, like uh, I'll I'll be honest, there's there's drug dealers, drug addicts in my house every night. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, I remember like just at a young age getting the shit beat out of me by like random people. I was just in the house, and you know, this is when you're 11 years old. Yeah, I was about 11, 12. 12 years old. Yeah, from yeah. When I was about 11 to 13. There was there was guns pointed at me in my own house, mm-hmm. and yeah, there was there was a lot of heavy shit that happened. So okay, so you're you're about 11 years old, 12 years old. Your mom is going through her challenges and and figuring out how to deal with them. What's happening with you? Um. Uh, obviously at that age it's a lot of confusion because mm-hmm. you know my mom has always been my best friend for, right. for like the longest time I, I would do everything with my mom she would drive me to taekwondo she was like and she's a younger mom i assume it, from it, what you're yeah, saying yeah yeah at the time she she was in her mid mid 20s okay uh, around that time and um yeah she's she's been an amazing mom to me so it's not like i want to even put her down or anything. oh of course yeah, not. Just, yeah. you she's know, taking th- care of you yeah she's, exactly she's, you know? she's human she's yeah, going through exactly, her stuff yeah exactly um how it, far did you get in martial arts like how far did you get in uh, taekwondo did you get to a black belt or a green belt or uh I, yeah i got to a black belt but the the black belt in in taekwondo they you you can pay for it yeah. <laughs> so i think my mom wanted me to have it for the sake of that accomplishment, but I wasn't, I never wanted to, to continue after, I, after I got that, that I, was just, it, right? I needed something else in my life. So, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So you're at that, at that point of time, you, you're still, you're with your mom, your mom's going through her troubles. How do you, how do you get out of that? What's happening there? Tell me a little bit about what's happening at that point in time. Yeah. I don't really think I actually got out of it until uh a, a lot later point in my life mm-hmm. um more so when i i really decided to make the choice to pursue martial arts right at its fullest but what what i'm saying is when you're when you when that's happening at the house right and you're 
you're out trying to figure your own thing out at the age of 12, 13. Is there any period of time where you feel like, okay, I'm on my own. I need to figure this yeah, out. De- definitely. Um, When's th- that? That was around when I was 13 years old. Mm-hmm. I, I re- That's when things were getting really bad. Yeah. And uh, the only person else that was really in the picture is my bigger sister and uh, my grandma. And then, okay, so they're taking care of you. Yeah, yeah you know, we're, me and my sister kind of taking care of each other, right? Mm-hmm. And we're both not liking the situation. And my grandma is obviously, she's an amazing grandma. She she wanted to be there for us. Yeah. Um, and then I started, at a young age, I, I got heavily addicted to alcohol. and okay. uh, So young as in 12, 13? Yeah, about 13 years old. Okay. I, was, uh, I was drinking every day because that was the one thing that was around the house was uh yeah yeah, was was alcohol and uh you know started smoking weed and just getting into a lot of trouble um getting into fights all the time and yeah what's happening at school are they noticing yeah things are going south with you definitely there is uh i end up getting put in like uh um uh, like an interview process where Mm -hmm. police were coming in asking me what's going on at the house and you know there's there's counselors getting involved and um the school actually ended up paying for for counseling sessions for me to to want to talk talk to people and um yeah it was just a lot of figuring out to do at a young age Mm -hmm. and now how far tell me the worst part like this sounds like a downward word spiral that just continues to go down tell me the bottom like where when did you when do you when do you feel like you hit the bottom when i was 14 years old sleeping on a playground and Mm. drank i don't know how much alcohol that night and i had no no food at home and yeah i i definitely felt i was alone i didn't know where my sister was either Mm -hmm. and yeah i i only had friends really growing up um my uh my grandma i wasn't living at her house fully at this time so uh my mom wasn't always around so it was yeah i was i was by myself on a playground sleeping on the school where i went to Mm -hmm. and i just thought like what the fuck and you know i was i was by myself i remember like crying by myself and Mm -hmm. i i for me that's all i ever wanted was my mom around you know and then that kind of was she still around or was she she was around but I mean, being there and being and your being mother, too, you know, they're two, right, right. they're two different things, right? And, uh, you know, a lot of times I'd see her, she was on, you know, substances, and I didn't really get that, that, that attention connection, and love you, that you, you know? For, yeah, right? I, I didn't get that, so it was, uh, it was difficult to deal with. Now, when you're going through all this, are you still going to the gym and training? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Are your coaches noticing that something is happening? Are you yeah. what's happening there at the gym? Are they are they helping you? Yeah. Um I, I owe so much thanks to three different people. Um Harley Chapel, who is my main jiu-jitsu coach. Mm-hmm. He actually knew what my family was like too. Mm-hmm. He he knew he knew of them, so he he knew before I think right away when I told him who my mom and my family was, he he knew what was going on. Okay. And then Darwin Douglas, he actually uh, invited me into his home. He's a, I, he's a great guy. He's man. an amazing yeah. guy. And he, I really do not think I would be where I am today without Darwin. Uh, he helped me through, I think, maybe the, the shittiest time I've ever gone through when I was mm-hmm. homeless. And I, I remember. At what point in time were you homeless? 
And I, how how did it happen? I mean, I, it, it just uh, there was like a horror <laughs> where I couldn't I couldn't live with my mom anymore mm-hmm. because of just all the all Everything things that, that were happening on. at the house. And then I started living with my dad and my stepmom. Mm-hmm. And then there was there was troubles just there. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much with the drugs and alcohol. Just just you know, it's adapting to a new yeah, life yeah, yeah, and yeah, everything. Absolutely. So uh, I wasn't I probably wasn't the easiest kid to deal with <laughs> at mm-hmm. that time too because of because of my troubles. And then they just got to a point where they thought my behavior was unacceptable, and uh, it kicked you out. Yeah, okay. got the boot, and then. Um, so you were on the street on your own. Uh, pretty much, yeah. So I I told them I had a place to go to, and then I would just uh, go sleep at the gym. Mm. And then Darwin gave me a key, and then uh, I stayed there one night, and he said, "Hey, like, you come stay at the house and everything." And you know, he, he set rules early, and he, he yeah, you can't fuck around with Darwin. Yeah, Darwin Douglas was one my ass. I, <laughs> yeah. I was, especially at that time in my life, I was not gonna fuck around. So yeah, I uh, so I, he kind of took the role of like a father figure definitely, in, that, in your life. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he uh, he w- welcomed me to his home and. Like it was just amazing too. Well, it's not just Darwin. I mean, I mean, Francine, Francine, she literally is like I call her all the time. Like she is like when people ask me who my mom is, I I a lot of time mention her name because she just like not even so much with just giving me the home, but like just I could vent to her and talk to her about things, and she would just give me like the best advice. Right, and I she did everything. Like she did so much for me. She they gave me a job at their gym. Mm coaching they gave me like a great salary so i could have money to start saving up to get my own place and everything like that um they gave me like opportunities for for so many coaching jobs um they were there for me everything like that so i mean so things started to turn around yeah it definitely as a result I, of I, your support I, I definitely think so i think when i got introduced to that family my life started to, to yeah. change yeah and we're we're always as you know we're always like in this in this program we're always looking for ways that people can can get out of trouble right get out of the the mess that they're in and start to climb their their way up and your story it sounds like it just it's through the relationship that that your coach darwin douglas had built with you and um, they could they could uh, lend out a helping hand but at the same time you were accepting of that help yeah right because there's a lot of times where people are trying to help us but we're just whether it's our ego, that's just too much, and and we can't, we we can't. The the hand is there, just reach out and grab yeah. it. We're like, no, I can survive on my own. Yeah, right. I, I and there there's been plenty of people that came in my life and and helped me. It was like that try to help, and I definitely you didn't accept it. it right. Yeah. I, I I'm I'm self sufficient. I'm on my own. I'm yeah. 15 years old. Well, it's it's also yeah. something I think about about that coaching i mean i've never done any other type of sports but in martial arts when you you have your coach and you just so much discipline and respect and everything that's there and maybe that has something to do with it it's like do it and you're definitely like, well uh, yeah it also helped too just the amount of respect that i had for darwin yeah you know like he uh he was right away coming to the gym and they uh, they could they obviously just knew i didn't have the money mm-hmm. for for teaching or for for paying my you tuition, know, my, my yeah. tuition there so they just said hey you just you help clean up the gym every night you mop up and i mean they would hold pads for me they would give me private lessons they just did so That's much awesome. to help me and cajun as well cajun was coaching at that time about two or three days a week 
And then he would tell me, he's like, hey, show up before all the classes. We'll get our pad work in. Well, I'll, nice. I'll show you technique. So I got world-class knowledge along with just amazing people. So that's support. I, I found when when I met those those people, you know, Darwin, Cajun, Francine, Harley, mm-hmm. that's when my life really started to turn around for the awesome. better. Yeah. When was – did you – Your first fight sounds like, from what I can see, is around 15 years old, right? Like yeah. It looks like you're training for a couple of years with with Revolution. Yeah. And then what what happened? Did you try? Did you decide to compete, or or Darwin say like you're ready? Let's get you in there and see what you can do. Yeah. So I was I was training for about a little over a year okay. at that point, and then I really wanted to fight. I wanted to you fight. Wanted the, to fight? The, I wanted to fight the the day I walked in there. They said, "No, <laughs> like just, <laughs> just take your time. It's okay." And I'm like, "All right, all right." I just kept listening to them, kept training, yeah. and then about a year after I was training with them, they said, "Hey, we have an opening for a fight," and uh, it was about four or five weeks' notice, mm-hmm. and it's up in Prince George. And I'm like, "Yeah, sweet, let's do it." And then they're like, "Okay, you're gonna fight this. Uh, you're gonna fight this 20 year old in oh, his home. Wow. They're like, you're gonna fight this 20 year old in his hometown. Yeah. Um, he's had some experience, but like, yeah, let's. Were go. you nervous? I was super nervous. Same <laughs> sort of nerves you had as a kid before worse. competition. Worse, worse. Yeah, because this is a big crowd. Right? Yeah. There's about 2,000 people there that yeah. night, and then uh, I'm in the guy's hometown too, and uh, y- yeah, I was in. I remember just before the fight, I started warming up like three hours before i fought (laughs) just just like shadow boxing just uh uh like just looking at the ring and looking at the people walking in i was like holy shit all right well let's let's do this then nice you you won that fight right yeah i I, uh won by tko in the first round Mm. yeah i just in the first round yeah wasn't a a lot of technique being utilized it was i pretty much went out there just attacked right away and then uh managed to get him in full mount and i just started punching him till the ref stopped it nice now yeah. you had your first loss pretty early in your sort of amateur career coming up did that have have an effect on you or was that was that easy you were so young that you just you know it was it was a part of it no i it, it had a huge effect it did yeah well, I, tell uh, me about it you know i i just feel like because martial arts was like the one thing in my life that mm. in in like put confidence in me yeah. and made me feel good about myself and i had such high expectations from a young age mm-hmm. that when i when i lost that fight i was i was gutted i was i was crushed and it was it was in my hometown too yeah so that 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 was just the the cherry on top of it i was i was really upset when i lost that fight and um what did you do was it i remember that night i ate a whole ice cream cake to myself and got <laughs> drunk <laughs> yeah. i was not not having a fun time that yeah. night yeah i uh how'd you bounce back from that if you remember i remember the monday of i went back to the gym nice and uh, so you put yourself right into it yeah i yeah. I, d- i didn't want to I, m- i remember at the time specifically i really didn't want to but i i told myself like go because every day getting to the gym i never had anyone really drive me there right yeah. my sister would drive me occasionally when she had her license but um i would i would pretty much like have to run every day to the gym as about like five six kilometers uh, like each way yeah so then i would like run there 
go do all the training sessions. And and I remember right. I, was, I was so pissed off for our first day back. Yeah. Well, I wasn't the smartest thing to do after being dropped. And I just, I, I went back to the gym, sparred on Monday. It's, it's so important. I mean, the thing, whatever it was that, that caused you to get up and say, uh, you're going to the gym, that thing is, is what caused you to bounce back. Yeah. That whether it's willpower, discipline, the drive of getting there because you know your coach is waiting for you, whatever the hell yeah. that was, right? That thing is is the thing that sometimes pushes out, pushes us out of bed and says you you got to get up, right? You got to yeah. get up and do it. And it's it's really cool that you know at, at the age of fifteen, sixteen, whatever age it is right now, you you already had that instilled in you that that you could leverage that and and work with it right yeah and then after that it looks like you went you went on a tear right yeah. you just kept winning started out with warpath and we didn't see you till towards the end of 2012 right yeah yeah which was what um tell me about that if you remember yeah i think my first fight of battlefield was bfl 20 and i was yeah. for i was against kirk c yeah i remember at the time kirk was like the man at battlefield yeah, yeah he yeah. was like <laughs> fought kirk yeah, Kirk C had been around with us, what, four fights deep He's, or something? Yeah, he was there from, like, uh, I think our fourth or fifth event, maybe, yeah. or something. Yeah. He yeah. was, we just, we we shot the special edition, I don't know if you listened to it or not, but we were we were in the process of sort of building out our stars as, as we had started. Right? Yeah. So Kirk C was, yeah, one of, one of the guys that was coming up. Yeah, I remember at that time. Uh, he was he was undefeated. I think yeah, five, he, and he was, uh, yeah. five and zero, five and zero at that Four time. Four and zero, five and zero, yeah, something like uh, that. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, I got offered. I I just fought um, uh, about five weeks before that, and then BFL offered me that fight. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember I was like, all right, this is a tough one. I remember I remember everyone was telling me that too, like in the in the back of my ear all the time hey, it's a tough one <laughs> it's a tough one man. <laughs> fucking no man i know it's a tough you can yeah. shut up and then uh i remember uh in the first round uh i i ended up catching him with the right hand i, I dropped him second round kind of out wrestled him and then yeah third round he came on strong uh, i ended up winning the decision yeah. but yeah it was, it was an awesome fight uh he's uh he's one of the first guys to to go through a war with yeah and uh so you always got to have respect for yeah. people like that, right? Whenever they can give you a good fight like that, it's uh, yeah, I have a whole different respect for yeah, them. Yeah, and right? you put on, you must have put on a show for the fans because you came back, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Jay, Jay was really, he was really happy with my performance. I don't think really a lot of people expect me to win that fight. I was about 17, 18 years old when yeah, I fought him. Yeah. I was really young. It, it kind of felt like that too to me that everyone was like, almost wanted to bring me into like you know expecting like, you to lose yeah expecting me to lose against this guy and i'm like no man not, not today, today. <laughs> not today man <laughs> you know yeah 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 and then you again you went and fought in warpath because warpath for you tell me about warpath warpath is, is darwin's baby right yeah so yeah that, that's home for yeah, you yeah right? exactly it was just it was an awesome opportunity because you know, it's my coach's show right. in my hometown. Yeah, I you know he he gave me an awesome deal too with the ticket sales, so yeah. that gave me some motivation. It's just you know, yeah. and uh, yeah, it was just an awesome setup for me, yeah. uh, and it was a good way for me to get that experience. Yeah. You know, as, as an amateur, like he was putting on shows every couple months, so it was like, okay, fight, 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 and you know, and he wasn't giving me easy fights all the time either. No. So it was. It so was you're getting good. the experience. I was getting the experience. It's a comfortable sort exactly. of environment. You exactly. got your people there for you. Yeah. Now that that led up to 
Mr. Ganey, correct? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. like that rivalry and everything. But that tell me about that first fight, the lead up to that first fight. What do you see, you know, in Nick as as you're as you're coming up hearing about fighting him? Yeah, I just remember that he was uh he was another one of the guys who was undefeated as an amateur yeah. and he was making his pro debut. And awesome I, wrestler. I, exactly. I, I heard he like uh had uh, he was an Olympic alternate uh yeah. in, in wrestling and stuff, so um I I anticipated him being a good wrestler. Um, at the time, I was I was two and zero as a pro, yeah. and then he was making his pro debut. And yeah, you know the fight. Uh, I I don't I definitely I've said it in many interviews. In that fight, I did not perform mm -hmm. to my full potential, and I knew that after the fight. But ultimately, I thought I did enough to win that fight. You know, I I thought it was I definitely a controversial, I think, decision at that point. Yeah, yeah. you know, like uh, I was I was kind of shocked at the end when they raised his hand, mm -hmm. and I remember thinking to myself after the fight, though, I'm like, that's your fault. You want to like make all these excuses, and you don't even go out there and perform to your fullest potential. So that was when. I really started to actually learn about the mindset, being in a good mindset, leading yeah, into. But it. let's go before that, Ro. I mean, I remember, I remember specifically after that show when when we were tearing the the cage down, and you had come by and you were talking to Jay. I think you were uh, standing around. You were devastated. I mean, you were, you were almost in tears. I I remember specifically, like you were wearing wearing this blue shirt, and I'm like, yeah. this kid is just not. Like yeah. he he's not in a good place right yeah, now. Yeah, right? I, I yeah you're yeah that's right. Actually, now you bring it up. Yeah, you remember, I do remember right? that. I yeah. do remember that. Yeah, I was, I was really upset. You know, like MMA to me has been like my it's baby, life, right? right? You know, yeah. that that's that's the way I live my life. And for me to to fail at at what at the mission I'm trying to accomplish, you know, it it it, it yeah. I remember that night. I was I was devastated. I. uh I I went for a run at four o'clock in the morning that night. Wow. I was so pissed off and I was I was so angry at myself and um you know, at the end of the day they say don't leave it in the hands of the That's judges, right? right? You it's know, on so, you. Yeah. So how did you bounce back from that? Was that difficult to, to pick yourself back up and dust yourself off and get back in the gym or or had you done it before and now you're like, Well, I, I know how to deal with this? Yeah, I mean, it was just after that, uh, it was a lot of, uh, a lot more adversity that had to come. I, I, I tore my MCL getting ready okay. for another fight. So that was, that truly sucked. Uh, mm -hmm. So, and then when my knee got healthy, I went to, to Montreal. I, I moved there for seven months while I was there. You I were training at TriStar? Yeah, I was, I was training at TriStar. Yeah. Um, dealt with some injuries while I was there too. Um, but every day I just was in the gym, in the gym, in the gym, like nothing can really take away my focus. Yeah. Uh, like training is the way I bounce back. Yeah. You know, I, I, I really channel through training, through fighting, yeah. getting better at something and growing as a martial artist. How right? hard is it though? When you're, uh, when you're training for all these, cause you've had a lot of fights fall through, right? How hard is it to like train for a fight? get really motivated for it and then see that uh the whole thing just get gets falls through because either the guy doesn't show up or uh someone gets injured or they don't make weight or some stupid thing like that how hard is it to like continue to like keep yourself motivated to like keep pushing yourself through it's it's definitely a test you know it, it's it's definitely it's definitely challenging when you you constantly you're 
okay, we got a contract sent to you, boom, two weeks out from the event, the whole thing gets canceled. Or one week out from the fight, hey, buddy's knee is injured, sorry, we can't. And we you've can't had you. you've had like six or seven of those, uh, that's not... Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. it's insane how many fights I've You're supposed to have. You bad luck with that. Yeah, I, I mean, or, or things that happen, like, okay, we got you a fight on this show, one of the most recent ones, and we got you a fight, uh, they sent me a contract. And then I go, I go to training or come back online, and I see they announced my opponent that I got sent a contract for is now fighting someone else. <laughs> I'm oh like, what? Uh, well, you know, and you like, find uh, out through, through social, social media. media. It's like, what? What's going on, man? I'm calling promoters, and I'm like, what? What's going on here? Uh, and then it's like, yeah, you know, their camp doesn't really want it. You know, there's not a lot to gain by fighting a guy. Like, I'm like, man. Like, come on. Like, what are what are we in this sport for, right? Like, it's yeah. unprofessional. It's, unprofe- right? it's yeah, unprofessional, yeah. and it's just, you know, like, yeah, I'm I'm a tough fight for anyone. Deal with it. We're in a sport yeah. where we're here to fight, you know? And it, It's hard, man. Yeah. Like, you, it's, again, like, we were, we were talking. We see it all the time. It's devastating for us when fights fall through like that. But, you know, you, you put in the time, the energy, your body through hell. And then all of a sudden, for no rhyme or reason. Sometimes there's a legitimate reason yeah, for it, right? Yeah, exactly. Dude I've, gets injured, you I've, understand. I've, I've, I've had to pull out of fights before. I, t- yeah. I, tore, my, I tore my MCL. I, I got a staph infection rooted into my bone. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. there there are legit reasons why you would pull out of a yeah. fight, right? But, yeah. I mean, for no... Uh, it's just almost... It's almost disrespectful when it's just there's no reason. Like, at least give me, make up a line for me. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah. tell me something, you know, tell yeah. me something, right? Put like, some energy. Yeah, yeah, but, like, give me, <laughs> give me, like, a legit lie, you know? Yeah. Or, or, you know, and at the end of the day, I I love training. I love waking up every day and going to the gym. Yeah. And that will never stop. If I, if I was not competing I would still be doing this. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I love being at the gym. Mind you, I would need to figure out another source of income. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, like I, I love going to the gym every day, competing. And it's it's disheartening when these things happen. But yeah. I know where I'm going. And I, I know I see myself at the end of at the end of the road and I know I'm going to accomplish everything I want to accomplish. So I just have faith in the journey. Nice. Yeah. What so what made you come back to Vancouver from TriStar? Sounds like you were you know you were training at at a top top gym there. What what's the story? Why did you come back? You know, I I just feel like you have to have a home base, mm-hmm. right? And TriStar as much as I love the people, the coaches, and how many like friends and and relationships I built over there? No, we're talking about TriStar Montreal. Yeah, TriStar Montreal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, yeah, TriStar yeah. Montreal. When I was out there, um, I just could never really get that place to feel like my home, mm-hmm. right? And uh, I I just feel that in order to perform at your best, you have to be in a in a good mindset, right? And out there, I mean, it was it was difficult to get jobs. It was. There, there's so many things that that were happening out there that just made it tough to to live there. Plus, no one, trust me, you do not want to live in Montreal in the winter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's, brutal, it's yeah. insane. It's yeah. insane. And you know, I I just love being around, uh, being in BC, right? You know, it feels like my home. And now the training out here is at a world class level too. Right. So if I can be near 
my siblings, my friends, my, my dad, my mom, you know, all of that. It just makes way more sense for me to be there. Like all those guys there, they have that family base, you know, Mm -hmm. they, they have, they have their, their family there, their friends there. Right. And then it was always just me and Cajun being like, Hey, Christmas dinners we'd spend together, you know, everything (laughs) like that. So, uh, uh, it just feels good to be back home, you know, right. and I'm definitely going to continue uh, going to Montreal and, and training out there, going there months at a time. But as of right now, this I, is this is your home this base, is my home. right? So let's talk about the lead up to that next, the second Nick fight. Yeah. You know, from our perspective, watching this, there's a lot of shit talk between this the is two a world title fight, right? That was the, yeah. for the t- world title. Yeah. Time, yeah, it yeah. Was, yeah. It was for the first. Uh, that was the first time the bantamweight belt was up for grabs as a pro. Yeah, yeah. we, we, we were seeing a lot of just like on social media. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I remember doing the interview with you guys uh, yeah. through Skype, and uh, <laughs> yeah. you guys were going back and forth. But at first, I mean, uh, you know, Nick was really fired up about whatever you guys said after the first fight that you guys had. So he was like feeding himself for this yeah. next fight with it, and after the interview was over was when all like the the good stuff happened yeah you know, yeah just, you know like just going off it was it was interesting yeah. yeah it was truly one of those things where that wasn't for show why it, was there so much animosity i mean it's you know uh i think we're just two like really really fierce competitors yeah. and uh i remember i remember uh, after the fight i personally messaged him being respectful and asked would you fight will you fight me again then it was like an excuse uh well uh, i remember right in the cage after he came up to me he shook my hand he was like hey it's okay bro like he said i don't know he said to me i don't know who won the fight man like we can do it again bro it was uh, like it was an honor to fight you there's all this respect i was like cool and then i remember i, I personally messaged him i said hey man uh do you want to fight for the next show no uh, oh, i don't think so blah blah blah. Then i was like do you want to fight for the next show blah blah, blah. N- nothing really said and then just finally got to the point where I was like, I want to fight this guy again. You know, <laughs> like, I, like, I want to, it's definitely me instigating it yeah. uh, for sure. Like I, I, I kept messaging him and then, and then, uh, you know, I, I just saw how he would like kind of carry himself at the, at the shows when he was with lions yeah. and it would really, it would really bother me, you know? And uh, he was getting under your skin. Yeah. it would. And then I remember just uh, when he fought, my teammate Craig McLean for the second time and he, he beat him and I I walked in it was actually funny no, like, I don't that think was at that war at that show, war I, I, yeah, I, I don't think was, uh, some bad blood in the cage after yeah, yeah I, I don't yeah. think really many people saw it because it wasn't I wasn't doing it to like try and get the cameras on me I walked you, up what did you do? I, I walked up to him while he's in the cage taking pictures and I said I said let's let's fight I was like I was like quit trying to duck this let's go let's fight and then his coach is like, oh, we don't want to do this right here. I'm like, I'm not trying to start a fight. I'm trying to get his settled for in the cage. <laughs> and then uh, and then right after that, I messaged him. I was like, I was, I was serious. I think I, I said some like, choice words because it was like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I don't want to like sit here and lie to you guys. I, I think I was like, I think I called him a coward or, or something like that. I, I don't remember exactly all the words I said. Um, but then um, – uh, I remember I was like, let's go, let's go. And then uh, I think 
there was a, a thread that got posted from BFL, like, who should Nick Ganey fight again? And then I said, who the fuck do you think? Or something like that. I, I commented. And then, uh, and then uh, BFL replied back, like, all right, let's do this for the title. And I was like, I'm in. And then Nick, uh, Nick agreed to. And then, yeah, I was in a powerful, powerful place before that fight. I was, I really felt like very confident that I was going to, my, my preparation was like the best it's ever been. I was the sharpest I've ever felt in my career. And I was very confident I was going to, I was going to win that fight. Very confident. How'd the fight go? Yeah, I ended up, not everybody has seen the fight, so go ahead. Yeah, it was it was a really really exciting fight. Um, I got to showcase a lot with my with my stand up in that fight, and then in the third round, he got a takedown. I swept him, and then I caught him with a high elbow guillotine. I put him to sleep. Yeah, yeah. So it went it went it went your way that. Yeah, way. I actually I, I thought that's how the fight would end. Now, too. Did the animosity end there? Yeah, it did. Okay. Yeah, we actually uh, we we talked quite a bit after the fight. Um, just uh, Nick just in person after the fight. Uh, or was no, it again not so, online uh, a little a little bit whatever. after the fight. I saw him in the casino, and I just said to him, "I said, hey man, you know, like uh, honestly, all shit aside, man, like I was, just, you know, we're just two people trying to get fights, right? And like <laughs> yeah. for for me, it it was so hard getting fights. So I'm just yeah. like, hey man, it's no it's no hard feelings or anything like that. Um, you know, I, I, I told him, like, I, I've said in interviews to you, I'm not going to pretend, like, be this fake person, like, oh, you know, like, I love you and all this, right? But I was like, yeah, I have I have respect for you, man. And uh, uh, I said, we don't have to like each other, but I'm always going to have respect for you as as a competitor. And then we we actually, like, exchanged some Facebook messages, some text messages, and he, he was, we were talking about how, like, both of our fights taught each other a lot and we like opened up to each other and it was actually mm-hmm. really cool and i really got to know like the true version of nick mm-hmm. and I, I was like he's a great guy he really is he's he's not the guy he was portraying yeah. <laughs> in the in the interview right he definitely yeah. isn't but you know it also created a lot of hype i don't think there's there's been a fight in bfl for a while that people wanted to see it as much as that fight well, like, uh, uh, yeah there's a lot of animosity for sure and it, it seemed real and then the thing is, you didn't have, you had a couple things canceled there. Then you fought him again, right? Was that like your next immediate? Oh, he's never fought him again. That was, okay. uh, he only yeah. fought him twice. Yeah. yeah that's but we right. should set up the trilogy though, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think Nick, I think Nick's like walking. Last fight was at 150 or yeah, something. I was he's, like, he's gone up uh, a weight class, I think. And yeah. Uh, he fought we, uh, Christian. He fought yeah, Christian Tremaine. Yeah. yeah. We. S- it's funny with Nick as well. It's he's like, not in. He's not. Uh, he took a fight out. In, uh, he's out of town. He's in yeah, Calgary. Zed right promotion. Yeah, 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 he's fighting Zed promotion. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. He's gonna do really well in this. Next you know fight. what? The thing is, like we we talk about watching watching you guys grow as fighters, as as people, right? You you know, you come in, you're 18 years old, and then you go through. <laughs> now you're 25, 24. Nick is one of those characters where. He's the last time I saw him, I almost didn't believe it was Nick. It was like, what oh, the yeah. hell? Like you're such yeah. a, he. What the hell? Like is is that really Nick? Yeah. Right? There's so he's, it's, there's yeah. there's so much um, transformation, literally Definitely. transformation of personality, character, everything. and then it's funny. You know how they say how you do one thing is how you do everything, right? You can't. We don't see how people live their lives, but 
you watch someone come in and, and perform in the cage and you can see they're loose, they're moving around, they're, you know, they're, they're smiling, they're not like tight and everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it shows that he's, you know, I, I don't know where he's at in his life right now, but at least the last, the last fight we saw him, he was literally the only word I can use is transformation. He's a different person. He's happy. Definitely. He's happy. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's definitely. Happy. I, I, I noticed that too. Just his yeah. whole, uh, like I've seen him at shows before, uh, when I wasn't fighting him, and I'm like, yeah, the fuck is this guy? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, was, and and then I saw him when he was actually fighting my teammate Christian before, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, he's actually being super friendly. And even yeah. after the fight, like he was, he was upset that he lost, but he handled it very respectfully. He looked very improved too. Like his striking looked a lot better in that second fight too. Uh, in that fight after me with Christian, yeah. Um, he, yeah, he just seems to one of the words I guess I would use for him too is evolved. Yeah. You know, like he, he seems evolved technically as a human. And I think he, when he started training with, uh, Cole Smith and those yeah, guys up at the, the sound, yeah. I, I think that really, uh, did wonders for like his character yeah. or character building and everything like but that. I, you know? I want to make sure this isn't, you know, it's not that his gym. Oh yeah. No, no, definitely. I think he just has the right people. It's just p- yeah. dip, different people. Exactly. With different e- exactly. People, right? Exactly. It's not there's, like there's, this gym is bad. This gym is it's exa- that, exactly. Right? It, and there's, cause there, I mean, I love Polly is a good guy. All those guys. Yeah. Are, yeah are there's actually, there's guys. guys from his gym that come over and cross train with us and, yeah. uh, and try to Vancouver. So, I mean, I don't yeah. have, I don't have no that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's just the right fit for him. Exactly. Is all, is yeah. all I meant by that. And we'll know? see. Maybe there will be a trilogy. Well, no, Trevor. I think it's like, the gym. Nah. <laughs> 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 I'll agree with Trevor. Watch, just watch Polly and Elias. <laughs> yeah. the They're gonna swarm and Trevor up. Trevor will change <laughs> yeah. his mind slowly. Like, ah, yeah. Is there a back door? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They have to no, make sure. No, we love Elias. Yeah, yeah. No, they're great competitors and stuff. Yeah, they're a great gym. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, Are so you trying to set up a trilogy fight? I, though, I am. I think. I, I think a trilogy <laughs> fight. Anytime you have a story where you guys are at like a really high level and it's really competitive that you should have a trilogy fight because if you have like one fight where it's like it was a split decision i think in the first yeah. fight, right yeah kind of up in the air you didn't know the second fight was a little bit decisive because you guys both improved but you were both in different directions thinking like after six months or a year after you guys have had a chance to like grow again as both individuals and as fighters you should get the opportunity to test yourselves against each other because you know what kind of level of competition you're going to bring to each other. Because um, if you're already fighting at a really high level, you should continue on your journey with somebody that's able to like bring the best out of you as a, as an athlete and as like an individual. So maybe realistically, a year from now, six months from now, you guys should test yourselves again and see where you're at again because I think it'd be a good opportunity for you guys. And you're both fighting at a really high level. I mean uh yeah you're a world champion right yeah he had the opportunity to fight for a belt he's gonna have I, i'm sure he's gonna win a lot of fights and oh, uh, win yeah. a lot of fights and zed promotions i think him getting another opportunity to fight you at uh in a future setting would be a great opportunity for you guys yeah de- definitely like f- for me i'm now at the point where it's like just give me a fight <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah you know, it's you know, so hard to, it, right? exactly right I'm, I'm not one of those people like uh where I'll be like, oh, I, I beat him. Now. He he beat me, uh, you know. So I and the first one was an amateur fight, right? No, it, it was, was a, it, it was a pro, pro fight. fight. Yeah, oh. yeah, it was it was a pro fight. But oh, yeah, no, it's that kind of even sells it even more. It's not like it's uh 
it's like an amateur rivalry, right? Like it's professional. We're both fighting at a high level, you know, and we're both very good competitors. And you know, Nick's Nick's a beast. I've I've, I've said that publicly a lot of times. And yeah, anytime I can test myself against another against another high level martial artist, I'm always up for it, right? Um, just a matter if he's gonna start fighting at uh. Light, lightweight or welterweight <laughs> oh yeah God. big boy <laughs> but yeah no i i definitely like if if he can make the weight and he wants to do it i would i would love to do it again like both fights were fun even the second fight when i well even though the the ending was very decisive it was it was, it was a, a competitive fight yeah. it was it was a competitive fight right like i didn't go over there and steamroll over him like he no. made me he, he made me er, he made me earn that victory right yeah. and you always have to respect that so I, I'm in definite, definite agreement with you. Do you guys, um, because right now you're at the professional level, you had how many pro fights? Five? Or is it three? Uh, I've had six. Six pro fights. Do you guys look, um, because we have a really talented amateur pool, we have a lot of guys that are, we have a couple of guys that just won the uh, amateur title as well. Do you guys look at the guys that are coming up? Because right now, obviously, I think you're looking at like Cole Smith getting that fight back one more time, right? Do you look at back at, um, any of the other guys that are coming up that are looking at you as like um, an opportunity to kind of get up there as well that yeah. are that, that haven't even had a pro fight yet they're they're coming up who who are you looking at right now um well one guy at, that I know is talking about turning pro is uh, Taylor Christopher mm. and I know he's got a good amateur record and everything like that but I mean it almost like kind of looks bad on me to as as like a professional to like want to call out. But I know, I, you know, but... at, at the end of the day, I'm just trying to get fights. That's yeah. a, that's all I'm trying to do is just get fights, right? So, uh, personally, BFL in my opinion has the most talented amateur roster out of any promotion it's, that it's, I know yeah. about. Um, it's just like you guys. I've seen people come from the states, like Rick Little with uh, Spokane, uh, yeah. the Sick Jitsu guys. They come up and they say, wow, man, like the amateur fights are not amateur fights. No, like, definitely not. They're like professional fights, yeah. basically. I mean, other than like the a few modifications to the rules and the gloves and stuff. Yeah. They're basically pro they, they, quality they, fights in like a, a couple minutes less. But it, I mean, these exactly. guys. Exactly. Like, like for me, my, all my amateur fights, I didn't have those modified rules. So I was, you're throwing head kicks, you're throwing knees to the body, you're ground and pounding, you're allowed certain, certain leg locks still, like. Uh, my amateur fights were wars, you know. And now looking back, I'm like, I would like to combine the amateur record to my <laughs> pro record, and I could be in the UFC now, you know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, de- definitely. Um, there's there's so many talented guys coming up too, and the sports only evolving even more and more. So there's definitely guys coming up that, are, if anyone at BFL wants to fight, I'm just letting that be known. If anyone wants to fight, I'm up for it, please. I need to fight so badly. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's the way you want it, though, right? You want to be able to take on all comers and like, yeah, guys. exactly, right? Like, I'm I've never been the guy who picks and chooses my fights, so I'm I'm up for whoever. I got, I got a question for you. What's that? So, um, we've had fights like fall through before because we've had two top guys that are uh, that have trained together before. And they may have like trained, you, you know, you have gyms that do cross training and stuff. They they come over, they train with a guy and they're like, this guy's my brother. I'll never yeah. fight my brother, right? And there's that level of like uh, camaraderie that you guys have where you're tr- uh, pushing each other to get to the next level or whatever. But there comes a time where you guys have to 
eventually cross paths because if you don't then there's no fights for you guys and if you guys can't fight then what's the point of like training for all these other fights right i mean yeah the talent pool in bc is it's pretty big but it's still it's pretty small right yeah it's 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 talented but it's shallow yeah yeah definitely what do you think about uh guys that have like trained together because we've had guys like ash and uh dan that train yeah. together they, prime they, example they, prime example and those guys they there was an amazing story there as well where they uh you know they had to go train each other for fights and stuff and push each other and stuff and they fought previously in the past and then it came full circle where they had to like come back and fight right and they're back training with each other now back right? training yeah. with each other now how do you think about uh or what do you feel about guys that have trained each- with each other like um before in the past i think gary and uh jeremy kennedy were supposed to fight each other because yeah. they both won the featherweight title yeah and the, that fight never materialized and now they're helping each other train for a lot of jeremy's like world like ufc fights and yeah. stuff uh but that fight never happened i think because uh for some reason but would you ever consider like fighting somebody that you train with if it meant if it meant like a world title or if it meant getting yourself to the next level um i think there's a a certain degree where you have to push things aside if i think it's very different if you are like across training with them you're you know you, you're in their lives like i've done that where i've ha- i have fought someone that i knew and i was actually like yeah i like you man but i just need a fight right but for instance like a guy like craig mclean who who fights in in bfl i would uh to be honest i i won't fight him because to, to me i haven't he's not just a training partner to me he really is like a brother to me and i i for me personally there's certain morals that I carry that won't allow me to do that. Um, as much of uh, a sick fight me and Craig would put on for the <laughs> BFL show, like trust me, uh, like uh, our sparring your first Craig. Don't 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 <laughs> yeah. don't talk about it too much because Jay will listen. Yeah, 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 no, no, I would, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but what, what I mean by that is like I think there's a level where it's like okay, you guys are in each other's lives and stuff, but you. Like at the end of the day, okay, I don't have a fight. You don't have a fight. Okay, let's fight. But then there's certain lines that you just don't cross. Like revolution to me is like a family to me. Mm-hmm. So anyone that is in that gym, never will I fight. I mean, me and Craig talk about it. the one time we'll fight is like, let's let's do it for a UFC title. Yeah, you know, absolutely, absolutely, I'll do it then. But for for right now, me and Craig are gonna do so much better by pushing each other every day in training and helping each other get ready for these fights. And I truly love the guy, you know, like I'm not just saying that because we're a team. Like, I like, I love that dude. So I, I would never be able to get myself to even like motivate myself to get up, to go punch this guy in the face, you know? Um, but I think there are instances where you got to take it case by case. If you guys cross train with each other and that's it, you guys just help each other prepare. You know, I think you have to fight, you know, I, I, I truly do. Like there's, there's some guys I've trained with in the past. If I got offered to fight them right now, I would say yes. Yeah. Right away. Let's Who go. is it? Put me on the spot. I'm just kidding. You don't have to yeah. say a name, but uh, I mean, there are guys that you've trained with in the past that you probably would. Yeah, uh, 100%. 100% there's guys in the past I would fight. But uh, um, anyone that's from TriStar Revolution – I, I I won't fight. have trouble fighting one. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I I would even if I got offered like a, a sick opportunity, I don't I would not be able to fight them. Okay. Yeah. 
He's talking about that Cole Smith fight. He brought him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. And it's funny that um, that Nick ended up going and training with Cole. But how was that fight? The Cole Smith, you were holding the belt, right? At yeah. That point in time. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was defending my belt. Uh, it was my first fight after Nick, and yeah, <laughs> a bloody fight. One <laughs> of real... the bloodiest, probably. Yeah. I think, right? Yeah, it yeah. was a bloody. It was entertaining. It's a great um, fight. You know, uh, it it was it was like a war, and you know, Cole Cole brought it that night, and you know, I, I brought it too. There was just uh, some big mistakes, I think, uh, as far as me fighting emotional early, that mm. that cost me. Why were you emotional? I was just going through a lot before that fight. Again, you know, tell me about it. What's going on in your life? Uh well, I was I ended up homeless yet again in my life. Um, I was living on my coach Cajun's couch. There was, there's so much shit, you know, just going on, but before the fight and, uh, so wait, just because you figured out how to shit, how to get out of shit, shit still happens to you? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's no shit, shit still happens. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, exactly. Right. It, shit, shit still happens. But, uh, no, I think at the end of the day, um, what, what that fight, taught me a lot of is just being able to to rise above that in comp in competition right like there's there's shit weighing in on your mind there's there's stuff going on but ultimately when you get in the cage you're responsible for you mm-hmm. right so um that fight i think i think that fight was supposed to happen uh and i was supposed to lose that fight because n- now everything before fight i make sure my mental preparation, my mental preparation is so much more on point and How so do you much prepare more. Mentally? I just I started getting more into visualization work, uh, into sweetgrass smudging. I've always done that, but I I just make it a regular occurrence in my life to do that almost every day. Um, just for people who don't know who Darwin Douglas is, he's uh, what's what's his uh band that he's from? Uh. Stolo Nation. Yeah, and yeah. he's obviously First Nation. So you're following some of the practices. Yeah, right? I'm following a lot of the practices that they do that he originally introduced me to, and um, so does Cajun, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. does Cajun. Yeah, yeah. They they both introduced me uh, to it, and yeah, I started getting a lot more into spiritual work and spiritual guidance. And uh, how's that affecting your life? Tell us a little bit about it. The reason I'm poking and trying to get that out is, again, that could be the very thing that someone's waiting to hear out there and they could go do something right now and pull them out of that situation because you know having having a spiritual system that you follow or even a practice that whether you want to call it spiritual or not that it just allows you to take a break from just the mundane everyday stuff yeah and, and sort of have that reflection introspection of to towards yourself helps you out so i just want to hear your your experience of of how that affects you i think it it affects me with just giving my mind more clarity mm-hmm. you know there's like you said there's so much stuff that happens in your every day-to-day life you forget sometimes to just sit sometimes you just have to sit reflect and be thankful for everything that you you have mm-hmm. right and um for me i find it gives me a lot of clarity mentally um, it puts me in a place where you are literally forced to be just in that moment, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's you're meditating, you're smudging, you're doing visualization work. It's all 
being in that current moment, right? And so much of the time we live in the past or we live in the future or we're looking towards the future and we forget to be present sometimes, Mm -hmm. right? So what I find that does, it helps grounds me and keeps me balanced on being in that present moment, right? Mm -hmm. And when you can learn to be in that moment, it will, it will, it will show in so many different avenues. It'll show in just how you carry yourself in your every day-to-day life. It'll show, um, I find personally the best zone to be in when you compete is to just be in a zone where you're present and you're not thinking about what is he going to do? What am I going to do? You're just, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go. And that a lot that I just find all these practices I'm doing are going to translate to so many positive things in my life. Mm -hmm. So, um, I really just, do it a lot of the time to to make sure that I don't forget to be in that current moment to clear your mind and just you're not reflecting you're not looking forward you're just being one with nature you're being one in that moment so it's awesome there's a there's a big lesson here that you that that loss that at that moment of time could look like the worst thing possible in your life that's happened you're finally got to that point where you're holding the belt your first uh title defense you lose it in that fashion you put your heart and soul out there blood everywhere and you lose it it could look devastating like this is it like i thought i'm finally on my way and everything falls apart but looking back you say it was meant to be that was the greatest thing that could have happened to me right so sometimes when we're in that down there in that mess we can't see that this is what what's meant to be and great things are going to come from this and and it's it's awesome that you have the ability to reflect back on that and say i learned how to do this i learned how to do that as a result yeah of this fight so you're really you're fighting somebody else but you're learning about yourself yeah exactly and you know uh especially too when you go through like a war that that was um Mm -hmm. You can, like, one thing I can confidently look back and say about the fight, I did not quit. I did not just go there, fold, and give up. I, I fought to the end to the point where I was just taking so much damage. And ultimately, you know, he got the rear naked choke and he sunk it in. But I, I biggest thing I learned from that fight, too, it wasn't a technical. There was technical errors made, but they stemmed from an emotional state. They stemmed from a negative energy that was I carried with me before that fight. Mm. You know, so um, when I went and fought again, so my last fight where I, when I competed for Elite One, yeah, um, I made sure that I wasn't carrying any negative energy with me because I'm a very energy sensitive person. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I'm that person. If my friends are going through something, I'm going through something, right? right. And I, I, just, I, like I feel a lot. So um, I made sure that I I went there, and every day I was I was doing meditation, I was smudging, and I just made sure every day I'm in this current moment. And uh, when I was preparing for for that fight, I took on super short notice. And I remember when I was in the back room, I was just in such a powerful current moment. You know, I was I was in the I was very present, and I was very aware of how I was feeling in that exact moment. And it it showed it, in your it performance. Showed, uh, I was so calm. I was so relaxed. There was little to no technical errors that were made. And mm-hmm. I just was able to perform. I, f- I feel like at my full potential. That's awesome. Yeah. Man. Well, I just want to say thank you for coming out 
you know, you're, you're young, you've gone through so many different transformations and things are only getter, getting better and better for you. Before we end this today, is there uh, any way people can get a hold of you if they maybe they want to reach out, they need your help or they want you for for whatever reason? Yeah. How do they get a hold of you? Social media. Yeah, yeah. So, social media. Yeah, you can find me on Facebook, um, Instagram. Um, yeah. and Just search for your name. Yeah, yeah. Just search, search for my name okay. on Facebook or Instagram. And yeah, I'm definitely open to, to if I can help anyone in any way, especially, like, you know, any troubled youth they're going through anything right now. That's why I got a job too with, uh, with, uh, troubled youth, nice. you know, being caregiver for troubled youth. I really want to help impact the, the lives of, of younger people too. So if anyone needs any help, you wanna give back. I want, I want to be able to give back and, uh, yeah, I'd love to hear other people's stories too. Sweet so, man, thank yeah. you for sharing your life yeah. story with us. I know it's difficult to to make yourself vulnerable and yeah, and talk about those difficult moments. Yeah, thanks a lot, brother. I, I appreciate it. Yep. I appreciate. We'll it. see you back in the cage soon. Whether yeah. it's against Cole, Nick, or whoever. Uh, yeah, any, anyone. Uh, <coughs> uh, the, the Craig yeah, Jay, don't listen to this. <laughs> it's not happening. All right.